What do we do with temptation? The short answer, obviously, is, oh, just don't give in to it. But in a more holistic way, in a more thorough way, how do we not give in to temptation? And more than that, why does it have such a grip on us? If you find yourself in a situation where temptation is overwhelming you, that is a signal that you've given up on something which is vital to your health. It probably means that you've given up on a dream. You've given up on an adventure that your life could be. I don't know if it's writing a book. I don't know if it's becoming a pastor, starting a business. But if you give up on the dreams, on the things that could make your life rich and filled with highs and lows and risk, then you will find yourself being overwhelmed by temptation. Temptation appeals to that part of you that says you're small, you're empty, you're weak, and you'll never be anything but that. So you better take this apple and bite in while you can, because this is the best your life is ever going to get. Something that happens as we get older is we give up, is we leave the realm of risk. Early in life, there are certain things which each of us go through which involve a huge amount of risk. Things like finding our spouse. The highs are highs, the lows are lows. When you fall in love with someone that loves you, that feeling is like nothing else. And when the person doesn't love you back, that's a low low. And as we get older, as we settle into our life, we start to avoid any resemblance of risk. Today's world is perhaps richer than humans have ever been. A poor person today has certain things that the richest person didn't have 200 years ago. But why are we so depressed? Why can't we feel any of it? Because we don't voluntarily risk anymore. Life has certain risks that are so painful that we don't voluntarily sign up for anymore. Losing your job, losing your house, these are all things that we fight against, risk that we fight to mitigate. So when we're done coming home from work, when we're done trying to hold things together, the last thing we want to do is voluntarily risk at all. But then we find ourselves overwhelmed by temptation and not understanding what went wrong. Because you are designed to continue creating, and creating involves risk. Something that has seeped into the Christian world, at least in America, is sort of a dualism. The idea that if something is human, then it must be bad. If something is natural, then it must be evil. I would take it a different way. If you're being really tempted by something, the temptation in some ways might alert your attention to an area where you're deficient so that you might address that deficiency and no longer feel such a strong pull. If you give up on adventure, temptation will dominate you. One of the ways in our society that we give up on our life is we say, oh, it'll never, ha it'll never succeed. You might think, oh, I want to write a book because I had that one idea I thought was really good. and I'm, Well, no one will ever buy it. 
because I don't even know how to get a publisher, and if I did, I wouldn't know how to go around and talk about the book, and I don't have any book writing friends, and so, you know, it's just, it's not worth it. Just scrap that whole way of thinking. Write the book if you're the only person who ever reads it, because you'll be a different person after writing it. If none of you listen to this, guess what? Next week, another episode is coming, and you cannot listen to it either. Because doing this, at least for this moment of my life, doing this podcast, thinking about it and sewing into it all week, and for hours a day listening to things that might plant an idea which is worth trying to share with you, is just where I am supposed to be at this moment in my life. And if none of you care, it is still where I am supposed to be. We need to stop thinking about that only the result validates the means, that only the end justifies the means. As the old hymn says, though none go with me, still I will follow. Maybe God has called you to do something. Maybe you feel the strong pull to do something good, to do something hard, to do something that will take a lot of effort over a long period of time. And there is absolutely no guarantee that it will amount to anything. But just in stepping up to the challenge, every single day as you step in to the fear, as you step into the risk, that you are in the place, in that moment, each day, that you are supposed to be in the universe, that you are stepping into the role that God has for your life, that you are in the right place at the right time. That feeling, we need to be aware of that feeling. We need to be in tune to be able to have enough intuition to feel that feeling. That, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. And if it doesn't look like a success from the outside, I am still supposed to do it. I have been called to try. The other extremist people that don't ever think about how they're being perceived. They have no self-awareness. And we fear being that person so badly that most people just quietly die inside and then drink away those feelings or distract themselves away from those feelings. Those feelings are trying to tell you something. They are a signal that part of you is dying and it doesn't have to die. The only reason that part of you is dying is fear. If you write a book and no one reads it, who cares? If you are supposed to do that, then do it anyway. If you are supposed to start a podcast, if you just even have an idea that maybe you could be of some use by doing that, then I will put my email in this description and I will tell you every single thing that I know that is helpful to get started. I can't give you something I don't have, so if you were obviously to ask me to help you with something that I haven't done, then good luck. I can't give you something I don't have. But if you want to start a podcast, just for example, I will be able to help you do that. Do not get into a place in your life, regardless of how old you are, where you stop inventing different aspects of who you are, where you stop creating 
where you just slowly die, slowly just consume the little pleasures of the world as if that's all you're here to do, is just suck up food and go, you know, buy some fancy car when you're old, as if anyone cares, as if anyone cares that you have some big house as an old person, as if anyone cares that you have some brand new Lexus. No one cares. We need to stop believing the cultural lie that somehow that is what success looks like. Success looks like using the pain of your life, mixing the pain of your life, the pain of the things you did wrong, mixing it with your unique set of traits. And then what is that blend? Something that C.S. Lewis taught was that the more you try to be unique, the more you're just like everyone else. Because it's by definition not unique to try to stand out. To just base everything about your life on the perception of other people is regardless of if you're trying to be unique or if you're trying to blend in, you'll end up blending in. But if you just try to say things you believe to be the most true, if you just tell the truth as clearly, as scathingly, honestly as you know how, then you will find yourself being a unique and original person. Because as what you believe to be the most true thing in each situation is filtered through your pain, your experiences, and your personality, what comes out the other end will be different than anyone else. And it will be likely controversial at times if you just say things you believe to be true. But whether you're old, older than me and you feel like this is a weird thing to hear from someone who's younger than you, and by the way, if you are older than me, that is a huge honor to me that anyone older than me listens to something I have to say. Or if you're a young person and you feel depressed, you feel numb, you feel that you're trapped in a cycle of not feeling anything and then trying to distract yourself or give in to some exploitation to just feel something for a moment, that your life is a cycle between feeling nothing and then trying to jolt yourself into feeling anything and then going back to feeling nothing. Regardless of where you are in life, do not stop creating different aspects. It is painful, but it is not as painful. A friend of my dad said a long time ago, it's a lot more painful to fail than it is to succeed. That all the pain of succeeding at anything, that all the pain of figuring out what to do next with your life, that all of that is a drop in the ocean to the suffering you will experience if you just sit around and wait to die and find yourself overcome by every single one of your temptations. Because there's an adventure that your life is supposed to be, one that may involve lots of failure, one involving lots of books that no one will ever read, lots of songs no one will ever listen to, or anything else. Any other number of things that we consider failure but that every time you sow into these hard, long-term adventures, you change, and you are forever changed after that. Though none go with me, still I will follow. The way to kill temptation is adventure, is competence, is to be so invested in something that God is using your life for uniquely, that any crumbs the devil would throw at your feet are no longer seen as the best you can do. 
If temptation is overcoming you, then you instinctively believe that giving in is the best you can do. I disagree.